Hello again, everybody. I'm Dan Roberts, and welcome to The Last Word. I am very lucky today to have interviewing, or I will be interviewing, Sherelle Mendenhall, who is a candidate for U.S. Senate. Thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. I'm so honored to be here. Oh, thank you. Uh, you're running in the Republican, on the Republican side. Yes. And I, I guess a bunch of questions that I have, and let me start with the beginning, is talk a little bit about yourself. Give us a little bit about your background. Um, there's a lot, but what I can do to kind of condense that is, you know, I'm a business owner. Uh, I love business. I love just this ability because uh, when I grew up, my dad was an entrepreneur. Uh, then we moved to Oregon, you know, from California, mm -hmm. and we went through some really hard times. And so we went to a place of not having a lot at all. And I saw how hard he worked. And so he taught me what that meant. So just fundamentally what it looks like to work hard, no matter what you have to also give back, you know, just even this is this is the holidays. And so we would always just, you know, give back. And that, that was a lifestyle, no matter what you had. Uh, fast forward to, you know, me, like uh, I was always a creative. I was always a go getter. Um, and so I, I started uh, a couple of businesses because one of the biggest things is I wanted to create jobs. I didn't want to just hand someone money to help them. I mm -hmm. wanted to create jobs. And so I created a company. And within one year, we were nationwide. So, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So that's the power of, of, of working hard. And, uh, you know, I paid myself pennies in the beginning, right. as you, yeah. <laughs> as most entrepreneurs, you know, it's just like you, you work uh, so hard in order to build that. But um, that has been who I am. And then I moved here, Las Vegas. I absolutely love this state. Uh, I'm married and I have three bonus kids. So as a wife, mother, businesswoman, mm -hmm. and it looks like and it sounds like extremely successful and you know, good for you. Why would you then even think about getting involved in politics, not only that, but national politics? So uh, the, the answer is simple. You know, I've been following politics for a long time and I sit there and I watch and I hope and I pray that someone's going to stand up for what is right. And everyone complains about the issues that are going on. And you don't have these strong individuals who are going in there and saying, I don't care about status quo. I do not care that this is the way the system is. Guess what? Somewhere, someone created that system. And so if it's bad and if it's wrong, it needs to be changed. Um, and so, you know, I've been sitting and waiting and hoping and um, that someone would actually come out and start serving the people. I didn't see that. So I said, I'm... Uh, I wouldn't let myself sleep at night if I didn't fight for my kids, Right. if I didn't fight for my country, because I didn't do that in the service. Mm -hmm. But this is the way that I feel I can serve and help my country. Well, you know what, what I find very interesting, and I either give you credit for it or I just, so what, are you, <laughs> what are you doing, is that you've never ran for public office Correct. Before. So, I mean, you picked a mighty high yeah. thing as opposed to city council or local. What makes you think that you can be the candidate for Nevada, and especially for Nevada seniors? Uh, well, that's definitely a two part. Yes, answer. it is. So you got plenty of time. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so uh, as I was looking through, you know, the different positions and how I can make, make an impact, I wasn't looking to be a politician for life. You know, and a lot of these pieces, like that's the roadmap. Mm -hmm. You know, you start at the local level, you build your name, you build your credibility, which is, you know, what you should be doing, building credibility, not the other. Um, and then you, you run for these higher positions, but I took a, a look at our political climate. And I don't have time to spend, you know, building my record. I have to go straight to the top because we're losing our constitutional freedoms. 
um, and just kind of a, a personal story, you know, just about seniors in general. And this was not even related to today. My grandma and I were having a conversation about how her rent just keeps going up and keeps going up. And we lost my grandpa, you know, uh, just recently and he was in the Navy. And so she's still, you know, she, she gets, you know, some money, but she's like, well, like I, I was, you know, so stressed out because they then added that my rent was going up again. Yeah. And then, you know, fortunately, like there was a small percentage that they ended up you know, adjusting, you know, her income to cover it. And she's like, she was like, I was praying because she goes, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't even know if I could keep my place. And so it's, it's, it's that piece, but it's so much deeper. Obviously I can impact legislation that has to do with, you know, our seniors, but I do also believe in coalitions. You know, there have to be local programs that aren't just government related that we need to be getting behind. You know, there are quite a few of our, our retired seniors that are veterans here, you know, having the yep. right programs um, to in order to assist them. And so I, I think, you know, across the board, we can't just leave it as is. This is this is what Medicare is. This is what it is, because obviously, you know, that was mm-hmm. virtually recently created. And we need to take a look at now how many people are in there, what uh, the efficacy is, how we can change things. And obviously, there's so much digital going on right now. And I think that um, even just simple volunteer training programs to get our seniors out there so they can actually utilize and access certain benefits, um, you know, from from a digital perspective. But also, you know, the number is staggering as far as how many um, Nevada seniors get food stamps. Mm, Yeah. And so that that's that's heartbreaking, and it, it and quite honestly, it pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> Let's assume you win, mm-hmm. but you see the Republicans fighting among themselves. You see that the Democrats fighting among themselves, yeah. especially on the federal level. Right. You come in, and if you can make, wave a magic wand, okay, you're now a U.S. senator. Mm-hmm. What can you do, especially as a freshman senator? There's a couple of different pieces, just like as I dive in that you can see right now, we actually have to go back to the basics. And in business, you know, uh, one of the terms we use is keep it simple, stupid. Mm -hmm. Um, What we need to do is simplify it. So so often what we do is we have the infighting and we have factions, you know, even with our own city and state parties, um, let alone at the national level. We need to bring this back to the Constitution our God-given rights. And that's and we need to leave theology out of it for a bit in order to start getting back our framework. And that's kind of one of the pieces I see is like we have to leave those those additional pieces that everyone kind of has their theories on and things like that and that's causing the extreme division. It's like, "Oh my gosh, we stand for everything else, but we have lost the ability to honor someone else's difference of opinion." And then be able to vote on what is actually going to empower us as the United States. And I think that that's one of the biggest things is like, hey, guess what? I don't I don't care if we don't align on X, Y and Z. Right. Do you stand for the Constitution? Yes. OK, we need to vote for things that back up our Constitution. And so kind of taking out all those personal agendas as well. You know, for me, I don't care if it's another senator that ends up getting to put their name on something that I create. I'm not there for notoriety. I'm there for the people. And so it's just like, I I will literally have my team. I will write something up. I will put it before them. And if that's what you're there for, and you want your, you know, your name and history for that stamp, by all means, you can co-write it with me, you know, and, and, and it can be something that you champion. 
It just has to get through. And I will lobby throughout everybody to ensure that they know that this is the right thing for the people. But, you know, it sounds like then are you be willing to compromise? Because, again, right now it looks like they're in one tribe. Mm -hmm. The other guys are in the other tribe. And if you're for it, then I'm against it. It right. doesn't matter what it is. Right. Is that something that you agree with, you disagree with, you, you're willing to compromise on certain things, you're not? I mean... I think that's like the biggest issue coming now before the federal government. So let me ask you a question. Go ahead. Um, how many parents are there in this nation? Millions, okay. How many grandparents? Also millions. How many of them would die for their kids? 99%. My folks probably not, but that's not the biggest <laughs> issue. But, but how many, I mean, but go ahead with that in mind. So with that in mind, one of the biggest things is we need to go to back to our intrinsic pieces. It's not versus right versus wrong. Psychologically, sometimes like people fight just to be right. When in reality, we need to find that intrinsic thing that brings us together. Because, you know, it, it's a great reference, but at 9-11, we all came together mm -hmm. because intrinsically we stood for our nation. And that's the same thing we need to do now. It's like, I don't, I don't care if you are across party lines. Compromise? No. It, it, I mean, everyone can see the things that I will vote for and will not vote for. And that will not change. So let's do that right now. You will vote for which items or which topics and which issues and other items that you will not vote for. I can give you a couple of them. One of, one of the biggest pieces I think just, you know, right now um, that's very apparent is our freedom of choice. So that means I want to ban all mandates. So people like, and, and, and no one should be disparaged against either way. If you choose to do it, you know, you shouldn't be bashed. If you choose not to do it, you shouldn't be like alienated and, and kept out of restaurants. Um, that's a huge, huge difference. And so I, I, I believe in, you know, our freedom to choose. And that's what people died for. You know, that they, they, they died because they believe our constitution. So that's one of the biggest pieces I think that are huge right now. I think education. So, uh, you know, education is a huge piece. And obviously, if you're watching anything in CCSD and things along those right. lines or parents becoming domestic terrorists, um, I will always support the kids and the right, you know, school choice. Um, I also think we need to do some amending within the school because if we're 49th and we keep staying, you know, the bottom of the barrel, that's that's a really hard sell when it comes to business and telling people, hey, come bring your manufacturing here, bring your business right. here. I'm going to give you uh, the bottom of the barrel workforce. Um, I will always be supporting that. I am not going to be in support of raising taxes. I am in support of, you know, uh, finding solutions for our water because in 2035, we're going to be out of it. And so that's another great promise I get to uh, talk to entrepreneurs and, right. you know, manufacturers like, hey, you know, come bring it here, but we might be out of water soon. So I will be fine. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a problem, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, so those basic, basic infrastructure pieces. I do want to look at, you know, all, all the different, you know, energy pieces. I have several on my desk that I'm taking a look at that are going to have, you know, the zero carbon footprint who are going to make us energy efficient. Um, and there's, you know, several, you know, it's not just one way. And I think that that's really important. Well, how about this? In the few seconds that we have left, what would you like Nevada seniors, especially in our area who read the Vegas Voice, mm -hmm. what would you like them to know about you? Oh, my gosh. How about that, huh? <laughs> 
I, I think one of the biggest things that I want you guys to know is that I love this state. I love this country. And I'm so thankful for how much you guys have paved the way up until now. And I want to take this torch. I want to take this time and, and carry that on. And I want to vote for our freedoms. I want to vote for our rights. Uh, and I believe that we need coalitions to support um, every single senior, every single retiree, every single veteran, um, and give you guys the voice you deserve. Uh, but uh, very good. Thank you. And now, if people want more information about you, they mm -hmm. want to support you, they want to yeah. donate to you, because unfortunately it does take money. Yeah. How do they get a hold of you? You have a website. Go. Mm -hmm. So um, I personally respond to my emails. So it's Sherelle at Sherelle for Senate. And it's the number four for Senate.com. And then also you can pop on my website, which is Sherelle the number four, senate.com. And I do have a uh, social media as well. My Facebook, ev everything just as far as uh, social media is synonymous and it's Sherelle, the number four, senate. And I'm the one who personally responds to those because I want to get to know everyone and uh, help everyone on this journey. I have a ton of meet and greets. Uh, I go and speak at churches, uh, different events. So please feel free to come by and meet me in person as well. Cheryl, I thank you so much for being here. We wish you the best of luck. Hopefully, we'll get you again mm -hmm. in the next year. And uh, thank you again. And this is Dan Roberts for The Last Word. And we will see you again next time.